Election, election, election. We are six days away from the most consequential election in our lifetime. Yes, I know it's pathetic that every year, I guess every four years now, we have to say this over and over again. Uh, we get, we keep seeing it in, in, in the media. We see things that are, are popping out. We see these October surprises is what uh, the scholars, I guess, would call it. Uh, and just like how we're seeing news stories develop on both candidates, uh, we're changing it up this week. I guess I'm changing it up this week. And I'm having a, a very dear friend of mine, uh, Justin Pluglinski, on the show to uh, provide some more insight. And hopefully he uh, maybe will make more sense than myself. Uh, but Justin, or I guess Pugs, I call him Pugs. You can call him Pugs, too. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, hey, Seth. Thank you for having me. I'm doing good. Have an excellent day. So all things are good on my end. Sweet. Um, all right. So we're six days out from the election. The, the, like I said, one of the and a lot of people and I believe the most consequential election of our lifetime. Uh, what, what kind of from from your and I, and I know we, we all bring biases into whatever we're talking about. Uh, but but how do you think uh, what do you what, if you were given a few minutes to talk about the, the presidential debates, the vice presidential debate, uh, what would you like to say to uh, the free world? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think, well, first off, you, you say it's the most consequential debate that we've had. Um, and I, I think I agree. If, if, from what I've observed, um, we look at what could be a potential shift if uh, we go with Biden if he's who's elected Biden and Kamala, I think they're Kamala especially is very far left and then some of her ideals and the Green New Deal and all that stuff is is very radical and I think um, you know everyone makes jokes about uh, socialism and you know communism and stuff like that but I, I seriously think that that could be a trend in that direction um, and then you know as far as the Trump Pence side of things uh, they're they're a pretty conservative bunch and so I, I, it could be, it could be a wild ride in six days to see to see what goes on, um, but I'm kind of excited, but also nervous at the same time. Hmm. 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 So, uh, do do looking back over the, I guess the past month, really, uh, d- does anything specific to any of the debates, or I guess anything that's really been broken, does anything really stand out in your mind that either uh, further your opinion on a, and we know I, I think listeners are going to kind of know where where you stand and who you're probably going to end up voting for but uh does does anything from the debates really stand out and uh, either hinder or further your belief uh and i guess backing of uh of one presidential ticket i think really as as i viewed the three debates um the first debate i think we can all agree on was kind of a mess yeah just two old dudes just kind of yelling at each other and (laughs) mocking each other making fun of each other yeah uh, which was considered an embarrassment for our country, I think, and and so that was, in my opinion, not doing anyone 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 any favors. Um, and then, I actually really enjoyed the vice presidential debate, being from Indiana, like you, Seth. Uh, yeah, I Pence Pence is our, my guy and our guy, and I believe in a lot of things that he shares and, and stands for, and um, so I really think that debate, in my opinion, showed kind of their characters is what I would focus on. Um, I don't know how the rest of America sees it or even the viewers, but when Kamala laughs and smiles and, and it's kind of, I don't want to say devilish, but like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's dark, very like, 
Yeah, it's, it's very, very forced, forced and very. It makes you really awkward it out. I think a lot of people will agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think she. What I would highlight in the debates is really the inconsistency in the Democratic candidates, and in Biden and Kamala both. When asked about questions, they'll one either they'll they'll answer the question with a lie, uh, just a blatant lie or a false statement, um, or they just won't won't answer the question at all. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw that both in the vice presidential debate when um, Pence brought up multiple times, and I would have to look it up and to get the direct quote, but he said the American people deserves to know. You know, it was about court packing. And Kamala never really answered the question. Yeah. Um, and then the situation in the last deb- debate with Trump and Biden and Trump said, you're going to ban fracking. And Biden, I never said that. I never said it. And he said, you know, if you watch the debate, the exchange was, you did say it. There's a video of it. And Biden said, OK, we'll put it on your website. And if you looked at Trump's website and his campaigning, there is a video recording of of Biden saying he's going to get rid of yeah. a fracking and, and, and pretty much phase it out. And, and he's since, from when he originally said that a few months ago, he's, he's backtracked completely. Um, and, and we saw that debate, too, because he knows, he knows he needs to win places like Pennsylvania and Ohio. Um, yeah. And even, I mean, have a, he from polling, you know, outsider shot, I personally don't think from, you know, this far out, or this close out to the election that he's going to win Texas. But, you know, the, a lot of these big, these big uh, fossil fuel industries mm-hmm. that are centered in these states, he, he's got to win to want to win the whole election. And so, yeah, yeah it, it just it shows the hypocrisy alone when when he kind of was caught in that mm-hmm. lie um, and, ha- and had to kind of backtrack out of that real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No. So I, I think, yeah, you're, you're right on there. And, I, we we see in the debate, you know, there's Trump's, you know, campaign um, and advisors told him, talk less, talk less in this debate. And he did that. And um, I would say that he won the debate. I don't know if that gives away uh, my stance on the whole thing. But, yeah, I think they were – the improvement was there from Trump's first debate to his, his last debate. And kind of like in the 2016 elections, there was this – this last kind of hurrah, you know, Hillary was leading in all the polls, and then the last debate, Trump kind of hit it big and s- just flipped everything. And I think we could see that happen again. You know, I think, yeah, yeah. No, I I completely agree. I uh, I, I think it, you know, it's funny to me. I I don't know exactly what uh how, how what outcome this will show, but uh, I I saw that you know right after that last debate. There's a high and a lot of people searching on Google if there was a way to change their uh, like early voting okay. uh, or who they voted for in early voting. And, and I, I saw a report, actually, I guess only four states allow that. Uh, but it's it, very interesting because from what and, you know, it's pretty it's pretty partisan on, oh, Trump won the last debate or Biden won the last debate, depending on where uh, you fall partisan wise. Yeah. Um, but, but it's going to be inter- interesting to see if, you know, I mean, I guess we'll never truly know which side, like, wants to change more of those people. But it's going to be really interesting to see how it turns out. Um, and, you know, even tying into more of just – you hit on a really good point, and I've hit on this before. Uh, and it's something that, you know, regardless of political opinion, you, you we have to agree upon the fact that, you know, Kamala Harris – 
she I mean she she straight up during the primary race mm-hmm. she straight up said that she believed all of the survivors uh, that that were accusing Joe Biden of you know sexual harassment and things of that sort yeah um, and, and she she said that uh you know she basically called him a racist in one of those primary debates and you know I, I spoke on it a few weeks ago on my show I maybe, maybe close to a month month and a half ago uh, when Stephen I think it was Stephen Colbert asked her about it and you know she got that kamala hair smile and, and said ha, 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 ha. it was a debate i, I did, did you ever hear any anything about that or did you ever see that video yeah yeah and so and it just oh, what, what were you gonna say yeah i was gonna say uh I, I, you're hitting it right on it's just kind of wild and shows that she's in my what i would view it as is she's she just is power hungry yeah um, is how I would define it. You know, she she did come out with the stuff about Biden, and now she's his running mate. Like, uh, that's suspicious in my eyes. Yeah, well, and, and it really, I I uh, and you you've known me for many years, and, and I'm not saying I'm by any means perfect. Uh, but I, I try to, and especially on this show, I try not to play the morality card a lot because that I mean, you can't. We all have different levels of morality. Uh, yeah, obviously, yeah. you know, me and you as believers in Christ know that there's one true morality. Uh, but yeah. It's really, you know, Trump can get accused and Trump can, uh, you know, be called this and this and that. Uh, but, you know, personally for myself, I'm not like I would if I if I believe that Trump was a racist, xenophobe, you know, uh, uh, whatever other phobia or ism you want to put uh, a tribute to his name. I would not vote for the dude. I, I would not. I would not vote for the ticket. If, if he truly, in my opinion, was a racist guy, I would not vote for him. But I don't know how you have someone like Kamala Harris who, you know, believes, you know, what do you, what else are you supposed to think when Kamala Harris says that we need to believe all of the survivors that uh, that are standing up against Joe Biden? Like, how, how can you even, you know, morally, like, justify that in your head to then run with the guy? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I know that I guess I don't know, but. You know, politics in, in politics, you have to kind of bend your morals. It's a very sad state of, of, of our politics. Uh, but that, in my opinion, is just that's too far, regardless of, of if I shared some of the uh, beliefs that Kamala Harris has. That's something like if, if, if Pence and I know Pence gets accused of, you know, getting in bed with the devil with Trump. Uh, mm. But I mean, if, if you look at, at what Trump has been pushing and, and what the administration has done over the past four years, or I guess three, three and a half, um, really, if you study uh, what, what Pence has been, you know, what he's been known for and his conservative stances, you, there's really not that much of a difference between what, what Pence would do than what Trump would do. Obviously, Pence is a way, uh, I will say a way, and I know you'll agree too, and, mo- and I mean, I think most people would agree, a way, mm-hmm. a, a better character of morality can come from from pence and has been shown throughout his lifetime by far uh but w- regarding the last three years though it, there's not i don't think pence has gotten in bed with the devil you, you, you know what i'm saying yeah, that make any yeah. sense mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah it's it's sure going to be an interesting time i uh i'm really really interested to see how it goes if you look mm-hmm. at the polls and you know polls are used to sway public opinion, not to show public opinion, in my opinion. Well, I just yeah. said opinion like 10 times, uh, <laughs> you know, but it, it, the, the polls are tighter in a lot of these battleground states than in 16. And if, for, and, and if, it, yeah. if, if, if everything kind of goes how 16 went, we're, we're going to see another four years. 
Um, and we're mm-hmm. gonna kind of, I guess, we're gonna briefly hit on uh, what maybe some reactions of that would be uh, coming up. Uh, but I guess kind of moving forward, uh, top three stories of the week. The biggest story of the week, uh, regardless of if you're a fan or not, would have to be Amy Coney Barrett's uh, confirmation to the Supreme Court. It is a huge win for conservatives, and uh, we're gonna. I, w- I want to hear what your thoughts are, uh, Pugs, in just one second. But I just want to throw out a- and combat a-, a falsehood that has been going around the-, the media and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram l- lately. Um, and, you know, it's the fact that actually like a minute after Amy Coney Barrett was uh, confirmed on Monday night, AOC sent out a uh, tweet that said, pack, or it didn't say pack the court because that's a bad term, but expand the court. You know, basically we're going to add more more justices on the Supreme Court and, and you know, we're going to do it in a, in a dirty way. But this, but, but she's saying, but this is all because the Republicans played dirty. And, 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 and I've talked on the, my show many times, but there is... There's nothing illegal about what the Republican Party did, all right? And I want to take a brief minute to go back through history, all right? In 2013, the Democrats had controlled the Senate, all right? And the leader, the majority leader at that time was named Harry Reid, all right? Harry Mm -hmm. Reid then was a big proponent, and ultimately, because the Democrats had a majority, in 2013, they changed how the the lower court system, the voting to, to confirm people in the lower court system, basically every federal court except for the Supreme Court, they lowered it from a 60 out of 100 person vote to 51 out of 100, just a simple majority. All right, they call it going nuclear. Mm-hmm. All right, Mitch McConnell, who everybody hates now, all right, the, the current Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell said, and I've played on this, my, on this on the show a few weeks ago, he said that they were going to regret the day and because once they were not in power, like we can't, they, they, the Republicans were going to do what they did. All right. Cause that, that's mm-hmm. how our politics works. And, and I'm glad that Republicans had a backbone. So then in 2017, then when Gorsuch was trying to, when we were trying to get Gorsuch onto the Supreme court, uh, the Republicans who took control of the house in 2014 changed that rule and said, Hey, if, if the lower courts are being ruled this way, why is it any different? We're going to do it to the Supreme Court. And then now that's how the Amy Coney Barrett was allowed to pass uh, or, get, I guess, get confirmed. I think it was 52 to 48. Yeah. Um, so it is completely false, all right, that, that, that the Republicans are the only people playing playing uh, unethically. Because I think we can all admit that it's, it's really unethically, but it's both parties, all right? It is both parties, and it is pathetic to say that it is only Republicans uh, who are doing this. But nonetheless, yeah. getting back, too long on that. What are your thoughts, Pugs? I think I think when you said it's it's huge for the Republican Party is just, just spot on. I mean, six of the nine now seats on the Supreme Court um, is something that I don't I don't know if it's ever been accomplished. You'd maybe know that, but uh, that's just a huge you know majority vote, and I think that's going to be tough to overcome. Which is probably why the Democratic Party was so against it. Yeah. Um, but I think. Go ahead. Oh no! Well, I just want to throw out. Sorry. Um, like you know, it's it's not it's not even a win. It's not even a win for Republicans or conservatives. It's just a win for the Constitution. All right, because yeah. the, the 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 political philosophy of originalism and kind of the conservative mindset. Uh, when a conservative kind of looks at, hey, is this law justifiable or is this what? Wh- how are they going to determine it? They l- actually look at the Constitution. All right, they actually look mm-hmm. at, hey, this is what the Constitution says. Are these rights granted in the Constitution? Um, and, and so it's it's a win for you know what what our, our country was founded on, and we see the attack 
that, you know, the foundations of our country have, have, have seen over the past few years, especially the last few months. Um, but, but it is a win for all Americans, in my opinion. Not saying yeah. that you, didn't, you, you weren't saying that, um, but I just wanted mm-hmm. to say that. So continue on with what you were saying. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But what I was going to say is I think um, it's, it's just huge, once again, for, for Amy, uh, you know, ACB, to get it. It's a big accomplishment. And I think, um, not to focus back on Trump, but, you know, with the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, I think to replace her with a woman was something that was maybe smart of him to do. I don't know if he was making that a strategic move. Um but that, but then also, I think if you look at what she's she believes in, I think it's it's really good stuff. And um, I've seen a lot of attacks on her for her family, um, which is just very uncalled for. You know, she's yeah. she's doing her job, and yeah, um, I think it's a proof she's you know she's a Catholic, and um, people have attacked her faith multiple times, which. I'm not a fan of, especially, you know, you know, being a faith believer. Um, yeah. Just kind of rude, but she, she's consistent in saying that it's not going to affect how she judges and it doesn't affect her job. So I think, I think that's important. And I think, I hope she can show that um, further as she has in the past. So, yeah. But. Um, so let me, let me kind of put you on the spot here uh, with, do do you think that do you think that the, the American people, regardless of political affiliation, mm-hmm. will uh, do you, do you think that they see um, this that you know Nancy Pelosi and, and some of these Democrats, you know Joe Biden's, you know he came out two Mondays ago I think and said the people don't need to know what I think about core packing. Do you think that this is, is something wrong and do you think that this is something that's going to sour a lot of people from the Democratic Party? Uh, of if let's say Joe Biden wins and let's say they pack the court, add maybe four more spots onto the Supreme Court, do you think that that will have large amount of consequences uh, in twenty twenty four? Oh, one hundred percent. I think if if they're to, if they're coming if they get get the win and they're to come in and add add four seats, I think like you mentioned from the two thousand thirteen Harry Reid situation, it, it's just going to be the same thing. You know, if they come in and pack the courts and add four more seats, yeah, um, I think if a Republican candidate wins, then what's going to stop them from saying, "All right, we're going to add four seats"? Yeah, and oh, then, exactly. And that's what a lot of people are saying. That's gonna it's going to turn into yeah. just yeah, we're gonna you know, me and you are going to be hanging out with uh, our kids someday. We're going to be going camping with our friends, you know, with all of our families, and you know, we're going to be talking about oh, the uh, the hundredth and, and and seventh Supreme Court justice just got confirmed. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just going to cause yeah this huge just snowball effect, which is would not good for the country. We we don't we don't need that and want that. So yeah, but and I think I, and I think it's something that uh, there, there's a lot there's a lot of falsehood that the Supreme Court is not the is not upholding the Constitution and is, and is not uh, it needs to be changed. And you know, I mean, that's I guess that's kind of like the progressive stance on the Supreme Court. And that's why people like AOC uh, believe that, you know, it, it's not court pack packing. And, and, you know, Joe Biden, even himself, who I would not honestly say that Joe Biden himself, I, I, he's that progressive. Uh, but even he has come out now and said that, oh, uh, the real court packing has been done by the by the Republican Party over the yeah. past 50 years. And I've talked on my show before about this. 
Uh, but even, you know, with having a supposedly six to three conservative majority, you know, we, we've had a five, four majority. And I, I don't know if you knew this, but I think 13 of the past 16 Supreme Court confirmations were uh, done by Republican presidents over the past like 50 mm-hmm. so years or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. But 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 still with that, you would think then that, you know, things like Roe v. Wade wouldn't have passed uh, the the regardless of where you stand, uh, the the Supreme Court case in 15 that uh, redefined the, de- the definition of marriage, uh, the Title IX yeah. Supreme Court case that passed last year, that uh, yeah. regardless of kind of where where you stand on whether uh, that's a good thing or a bad thing, it, it, it's really a deeper phil- philosophical d- debate uh, on how to interpret the Constitution. That's yeah. really, I mean, that's really what the Supreme Court does. It, it's, they, they don't rule by their own personal opinion, they rule by the yeah. constitution and what they, how they interpret it. Um, and so it, it's, you would think that because of Republicans having a 13 to 16 amount of, of confirmations that we would be ha- living with, with uh, a different, I guess, understanding of what is constitutional or not, but haven't. Uh, and I think yeah. that's really the push that why, you know, conservatives such as myself and you think that Amy Coney Barrett can, uh, bring you know a, a conservative viewpoint and, and understanding yeah. of the Constitution back to hopefully uh, show that hey you know and this is really where it gets down to it gets down to abortion um, and, and yeah. you know a lot of people are really really overreacting uh, to the whole thing and you know if if Roe v Wade I hope and pray it gets it gets uh, struck down that it's unconstitutional. That really just gives more opportunity to, to states to decide, and and, and yeah. there's and, and federalism. I mean, was one of the, is one of the founding principles of of America is that we we are all under one nation. We are all unified. Yet each state has a certain amount of, of rights. You know, anything that's not yeah. left in the Constitution, you know, amendment the Tenth Amendment, it is left to the states to decide. Yeah. Uh, and that's I think a, a good thing to do. Obviously, I don't like the idea that you know, 60 plus million babies have been, have been murdered since Roe v. Wade passing. Uh, But it's not like, it's not like quote unquote, they like to say women's rights are going to be taken away if Roe v. Wade were to fail. Uh, You know, it just opens up. And I I think I'm actually working on a piece, not to plug my own writings, a piece of why I think states' rights becoming, you know, as we become more divisive and, and, you know, we see a lot of people, kind of secluding themselves and only talking to people of certain political parties and moving to yeah. states that they agree with. I think states' rights become that much more of a, of a big deal. Mm-hmm. So then, hey, let's say Indiana uh, has – let's say, like, for instance, Indiana is the only – like, one of the only states around where, you know, the Midwest that uh, weed isn't legal yet. Well, let's say that, hey, in Indiana, we don't uh, we don't want that. Well, I mean, you can move there. You know, if you want to move to Illinois and you want to – I guess uh, become Snoop Dogg or somebody like that. Uh, you yeah. cannot do that. You know? so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. All right. Two other big stories of the, of the past week, and then we will let you get going on your way. Uh, one is coming out of Ohio called Operation Autumn Hope. Otter Operation Autumn Hope. I'm reading from uh, some. I guess it's NBC News 13 WTHR. Uh, the headline is 45 missing children found 109 human trafficking survivors rescued in Ohio operation. The operation was called Autumn Hope. It took place throughout, you know, the, this autumn. Uh, but basically, uh, quoting this 
news article. 45 missing children were recovered in Ohio by the U.S. Marshals as part of an October operation called Autumn Hope. Ohio Attorney General David Yost said this is the largest anti-human trafficking effort in state history. You said more than 50 agencies were involved in the operation, resulting in the rescue of 109 human trafficking survivors and 177 arrests. How great of news is that, Pugs? How great of news? Uh, does that make you happy uh, throughout all of the, the divisiveness and all the, all the negative stuff that we hear? How happy is that to hear that, you know, 45 kids, all right, that I can't even imagine. And I don't even want to think about or even explain what probably they were going to experience. Uh, 45 kids, hopefully more soon, were saved from, uh, you know, the, 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 the largest slavery organization that has ever existed. Yeah. It, 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 it is huge. It's a big win. And I, as it's truly sickening, I mean, in a hundred and I think the article states 157 men were arrested for, you know, on charges, 177, 177 because okay, so on soliciting um, and other crimes involving these children. And it's just, it's just, it's sad one because, um, you know, from a faith perspective, it's, it's a sin and it's fallen in there. But um, yeah, to think about what these kids would have potentially gone through. Um, I don't even want to do and, and think about. So I think it's a big win. Now, I think we're along. I think we got to keep working on it. And as a country, and I think, um, you know, think what you want about the Epstein and the Clinton and the, the fights and all that. But I think, you know, it's something we need to keep moving forward on and, and making these arrests. And yeah. Not to get too far off topic, but I'm a, I'm a big believer that the next issue that we're going to face in in America, um, you know, as a church and, and otherwise, is is the acceptance of pedophilia. Um, yeah. As as maybe you know what gender dysphoria or um, sexual preference, which is is not not okay and, and sickening. Um, so I think this is a huge win, and we need to continue to stand up for this and and share. Um, stories like such because that that is that is a huge win um, for the state of Ohio and just the nation so. yeah and, and even more just you know humanity in general uh, yeah. it's you know mm-hmm. we, we're, we're, we're we're supposed to do this and this is this is what this is social justice right yeah here. yeah um, and yeah it's awesome to see but you know like always, we're never going to hear about this, you know, on the big mm-hmm. name news. Maybe we have. I don't follow it. At, like, I mean, I'm not spending all day on CNN, Fox, yeah. MSNBC. Uh, but this is a pretty big deal. I mean, oh, if we, mm-hmm. we spewed this around and said, you know, 45 children just were abducted from a school, mm-hmm. that would make national headlines, you know? Yeah. Uh, but why, why do we not? And actually, I was talking to somebody actually at school today about the idea that, you know, we always piggyback and we always want to hear what people are going through like negatively. And we always want to come alongside them um, Mm -hmm. to, to, uh, to, you know, try to help. But like, we need to celebrate too. Like if we see somebody who's just doing great things, regardless of what it is, like, let's say, I don't know, let's say you got a raise at uh, at your job, or let's say, you know, you're still in college, you got an A on a test, as dumb as that may sound. Like, we don't do a good job of like ex- like celebrating as much as what we do as like being down in the trenches. I yeah. don't know if that's making any sense. Um, but but we but we need to when we see this, call it out and say, hey, like we can do better. Uh, and we we can uh, and you know the human race 
is not as bad as what some people want to say. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's a great win. Uh, another big story coming out of the week uh, that kind of got swept under the rug too was uh, that Sudan is joining the Abrahamic Accords. Uh, so I, I know most of you probably know uh, three or four weeks ago, President Trump brokered a historic peace deal in the Middle East. I think it was the first peace deal in like 30, 40 years. Uh, and, and, you know, I checked the next day of this historic uh, peace agreement. Nowhere on any of the mainstream media's websites. They didn't want to talk about it. But regardless, we were talking about it. So now the UAE, Bahrain, Israel, and now Sudan have all agreed to come to peace with one another. And there are reports out that, and Trump says that there are more countries in the Middle East that are interested in joining. Mm-hmm. And what great news is this for just for just the world health in general? Uh, it, 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 this is... This is really coming to show that regardless of where you stand, and I'm not just trying to be, you know, a MAGA hype man today yeah. and say, oh, we need a re-elect Donald Trump. I mean, obviously, you can have your own opinions and you can vote for whoever you want to. Uh, but this is not I'm not saying this to, to, to boast up Trump, but he's doing a very good job at, you know, brokering these deals. He's also brokered deals uh, recently kind of tying in with the uh, Abrahamic Accords mm-hmm. uh, deals in uh, kind of the Baltic area in in Europe. Uh, but what great news and something you just don't hear about. Uh, and this is hopeful that, you know, even if Joe Biden wins, I hope to see more countries join, join the, uh, the Abrahamic Accords is what they're kind of being dubbed as. Even if Joe Biden takes the credit, obviously you guys are probably going to hear me talk about how, Oh, it's actually Trump, but regardless, you know, it's, it's, it's a win for, for humans. I mean, it's a win for world peace. All right. I don't know if you saw the Dodgers won the World Series for the first time since 1988. I'm not a big fan of the Dodgers uh, myself, but it, it's kind of nice to. I know the Dodgers are always like really high up there, and I guess mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I thought they would have won uh, before 1988. Did you watch any of the World Series, Pugs? I, I did. I, I did watch a lot of the World Series uh, as a baseball fan. And I will say, um, not to take away from the Dodgers' win or anything, but yeah. this isn't a sports podcast, but. Arguably one of the most controversial manager, managerial decisions in baseball last night um, that kind of aided in the Dodgers winning. But we don't need to talk about that. He pulled his pitcher uh, after giving up a second hit. Um, and yeah. then they, they were up do you, 1-0. Uh, do you know, was it be, he, he, he tested positive for COVID, right? No, that was, was that the that, guy that got pulled early or was that some other guy? Well, so that guy also got pulled early. He was the third baseman for the Dodgers and played. He had three at-bats whatever and was playing into the, the eighth inning or whatever. And they said, hey, yeah. you tested positive for COVID, so they got him off the field. But, but no, the Rays pitcher that got pulled was just pulled because the coach thought he was done with his game. And turns out he was pitching a phenomenal game. And the next pitcher that came in gave up two runs. And ultimately that sealed the deal for the Dodgers. So... Uh, but good World Series, good World Series. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Hey, as long as the Astros uh, d- don't cheat, it's a, hey. it's a good one in my opinion. Amen. So, you know, all right. So we already discussed. We got six days until the election. Uh, Pugs, do you have anything else you really want to hit upon? Maybe a twenty, thirty second remark before we uh, close up the podcast. Yeah, I would just I would just state that uh, go go out and vote. It is important to do and. Uh, but I want you to do your own research as well and, and really look into what past, um, maybe what they're saying to the people, but like what, what is the actual impact that this could have? Um, 
but I know you're gonna you're gonna touch on something very important, so I'll I'll let you hit on that next. So, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I just want to say. Uh, remember, please, please, please remember. We're, we're we see so much stuff about how we need to vote and how it makes us some righteous person. Uh, but let's remember where true righteousness comes from. Let's remember where true justice comes from. Even, you know, whether or not we like the outcome next week, all right, and if we think there's going to I, – I, we all can kind of agree that there's going to be some sort of fraud. Um, but remember that, you know, we, we have something to turn to, and we know what true righteousness looks like. We know what true justice looks like. Uh, and and let's, let's go in hope. Um, and let's and let's respond, win or lose, in a way next Tuesday and and I guess next Wednesday wherever we are at. If we're at home, if we are at a school, if we're at your job, let's remember who we represent mm-hmm. and let's remember that hey, we need to come together as one nation. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review. If you'd like to suggest content for the show or ask me questions, please email me at sittingwithseth at gmail.com. Be sure to follow me at sittingwithseth on Twitter.